Blog Talk Radio. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. You are listening to The Four Persons Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are your enthusiastic and faithful Catholic apostolate. For more information about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number, again, is 515-602-9655. Um, 
and and you can feel the love of God in them. So I I'm really pleased about that. Wow. And then what a, um what an inspiring story. <laughs> Thank you. And and as far as the book goes, it really came to me and it wasn't until after writing it out because I I do a lot of writing before the blessed sacrament, but it's really a sacramental preparation for children um for their first sacraments of holy communion and reconciliation. And it it starts with the question from St. Irenaeus. Uh, well, it, it actually starts with the glory of God as a human being fully alive. What does this mean? And it's Jesus in a classroom asking that question to the kids. And then throughout the book, it explains what that means. And it explains how um, each moment you have a choice to be in God's presence or to turn away from him. And it gives them the examples of the Beatitudes and the Ten Commandments so that when they turn away from God or if they have a question, they know it can be answered with the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. And so it goes through and it talks about when your body's sick, you see a doctor. And when your soul is sick, you go to the Sacrament of Penance and um, you receive healing there. And that it's really God um in the confessional that is forgiving your sins. And it teaches them the act of contrition. It teaches them about uh, Jesus wiping away their sins. It talks about true contrition and starting over. And it has this beautiful illustration of Jesus um, in the divine mercy image, but coming out of the tabernacle because it's really God that's present in the Eucharist. And then it asks them questions like, Mom asked me to make the bed. Should I share my toys? Should I do my best at school and in my activities? What movies should I watch? What music should I listen to? And it tells them that all they have is the moment they're in. That's where they're face-to-face with God. And what choice are they going to make? Are they going to stay in Jesus' company or turn away from him? And and then it reminds them that when they choose to be in Jesus' company, they're a reflection of God's glory because they're being who God created them to be. And then I have a, a examination of conscience for children in the book. And then my spiritual director, Bishop Gruse of Saginaw, Michigan, he wrote a little, uh, it's not a foreword because it's at the end of the book, but he wrote a little uh, bit about the book and what he thought about the book. And he's actually in the illustration in the confessional when it's the priest um it's actually an illustration of Bishop Gruce, my spiritual director. So it was really a beautiful book uh, that I really think is a love letter to the world from God because, one, he gave it to me before the Blessed Sacrament, and two, when I was going to launch JMJ Press and the um, Glory of God a couple years ago, I ended up um, being sick and not knowing it. And so I have had... 14 operations in the last two years and so it's really quite a miracle of getting this out and having it come to um being published and then also it's so beautiful it's a keepsake and it's hardback bound for children and i feel like you know it doesn't matter if you're a child or a grandparent or a godparent or a parent or an older child like you will get something out of this book I, I think it, it's, even though I have it for little children, every person would get something out of it. 
Wow. Now my guest is Maria Bain of JMJ Press, and she's talking about her book, Glory of God. We have a caller. Uh, this is actually one of our radio show hosts has called in. Terry, uh, Terry Delp, how are you doing this evening? Oh, pretty good, brother. I just got off of work, and I, I figured I'd call in and see if y'all had a show going on. We do. We have uh, her name is Maria Bain, and she's talking about her book, The, the Glory of God. Uh, which she says came to her in in its entirety uh, in uh, adoration, and that that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, stories like that, um, I, I firmly believe, and I firmly believe in the power of, of, of adoration. What was the particular church, uh, Maria, that that uh, you experienced this at? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, I've moved around so much. It actually was in uh, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, Parish in Avondale, uh, Arizona. So that's where uh, this book came to me. We have uh, one of our show hosts is from Arizona. Um, I know, Terry, you've traveled out, traveled around quite a bit. Have you been to Arizona? No, the um, furthest west I've been is New Mexico. Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> talk about the book it, uh, itself. How does it convey the message of God? And, and uh, what is the age range? I know it's targeted towards children, but what would you say? Is there a particular age range that it's targeted towards? Well, it's really targeted towards children that are receiving their first um Eucharist and first reconciliation, um, so those sac those two uh, sacraments, and so it really is a great preparation for kids for the sacrament. It's really, but I also think that it's great for any child because it teaches them how to stay in God's presence, and it teaches them about the Beatitudes, the Ten Commandments, about the sacraments. And how um, every moment that they're in, they have a choice, whether to be in Jesus's company or not, and what are they going to choose? So if, if they're watching a show and it's not very good for them, they can ask themselves the question, am I turning away from Jesus or not? Yes, the show isn't good for me. Shut it off. You know, um, or music or whatever it is. Mom asked me to make the bed. Should I do it? Yes, you should. And when they ask these questions, it also shows the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes, like honor your mother and father. Um, it's just a really beautiful book that shows children how to stay in the presence of God and that they truly now, are the glory of God by being who they were, who God created them to be. Let me read a couple of the testimonials that you have on your website. I find these pretty compelling. Um, quote, Bain's perceptive insight, coupled with the use of common childhood analogies, will speak to your child's heart and will inspire him or her to bring delight to the heart of God. I highly recommend this book as a powerful resource for both parents and educators in helping children live in the glory of God's presence. Close quote. And that's from Most Reverend Robert Reed, president of the Catholic TV Network. So this is a book that is designed for kind of parents to read with their children, not so much the child to read alone, right? Well, it could be either. 
It can be both because in the second grade, they'd be able to read this book very easily as they're preparing for it. But I've had a lot of uh, principals of Catholic schools and directors of religious education that have emailed me or called me and said that they have read it to their classes and they love it. Um, but also that they put it in their library so that kids can check it out and take it home. And so I think either would be fine, but it would be a great tool for parents as well, because sometimes I find that people haven't been to confession in a long time and they have a fear of it. And I think this beautiful little book would calm those fears and really invite them back to the sacrament of penance. Hey, John. Right. Yes, go ahead, Terry. I would like to add something in. It just, uh, you know, um, it's, man, it's good to encourage kids to read. I, I uh, perfect example is a 19-year-old uh, a on, uh, on the job site today. And he didn't understand the the meaning or or the reasoning behind compaction. And I said, well, hey, I got this book, and it's only about 30 pages. You could read about the science of of compacting asphalt. He's like, 30 pages? Man, I haven't read uh, read that much since I was in middle school. So wow. I mean, and it's it's and yeah, it's a it's a terrible thing that the kids are are. are more addicted to videos and stuff instead of reading, especially if they're reading religious material. But reading, period, kids should be encouraged to do, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. Just, uh, Maria, just so you know, Terry is the host of our Thursday night show, which is called Taking It to the Streets. And um, it's a it's a really great uh, reach-out show, social social ministry uh, he works with a lot of different uh, organizations, such as Colby House, Prison Fellowship. Um, Terry really does a, does great work for us, and we're and we're really uh, happy and proud to have him. Me and uh, Terry are both big fans of Catholic books, and we've read a lot. <laughs> uh, in fact, you you mentioned uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas as the church. Uh, I'm getting ready to get into the Summa. So I'd, I'd like to know what books that you, Catholic books, that have influenced you, and will we see some of those influences in this book that you wrote? Oh, gosh. Well, I think that, first of all, I am an avid reader. So if you could see my office and all the books that I have that are Catholic, um, I can't just pick one, but I did read the Summa. Um I I definitely think that you can feel this inspiration from the saints. But, but truly, I was praying before the Blessed Sacrament, and God just gave me this book in my, in my mind and then showed me all the illustrations in my mind at, at the same time, and I wrote it down. So I don't feel like I can really take credit for this because God gave it to me, and in such a way that was – uh, before the Blessed Sacrament, it happened all at once. It was given to me in its entirety. It didn't take time to develop a story or anything like that. Um, so I really can't take credit. I, I feel like God always gives me a blueprint and all the things that I've done throughout my life before the Blessed Sacrament, and then I just do whatever he tells me to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, you will see things throughout. Um, I'm working on an art history series 
uh, of books for children. And the first one is Michelangelo and the Pope. Um, so my passion is really teaching people about the faith. And I remember a long time ago, I had a gentleman who was an atheist and I, I had founded a nonprofit organization and I had asked for his help in supporting it. And he asked me the weirdest question. He, he said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Which is weird when you're an adult. Um, but I said to him, I thought for a second and I thought, gosh, I really want to be like Mother Teresa, but instead of helping people with physical poverty, I want to help them with spiritual poverty. So I think uh, I've always been a writer. I think I will, you know, continue on that path and just trying to take complicated things and making them, not dumbing them down or watering them down, but giving children the fullness of the faith through the books that I create. That's what I, I really want to do. Right. Yeah, I don't uh, necessarily see the two as mutually exclusive. I, I think that we can have full inspiration from God. It can be fully his work working through us. Uh, and, and yet our our human intuition, our human efforts cooperate with that grace. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's, totally, it's totally his work, but I, I completely, you know, believe in this concept of synergy. I, I made a mistake earlier with the testimonial. The quote that I uh, attributed to uh, Most Reverend Robert Reed was actually from Most Reverend Robert D. Grust of the Diocese of Saginaw, Michigan. This is the citation from uh, Reverend Reed. The glory of God contains a powerful and uplifting message about God's mercy and the sacrament of penance. This book from Maria J. Bain is a true inspiration from the heart of Jesus for children, parents, and catechists alike. I believe the glory of God will inspire each reader to encounter God's love and tender mercy. Um, wow, that's a that's that's a pretty powerful endorsement. What do you, what do you say about that? Well, I I'm I'm pretty I'm pleased that they read the book and this is what they got out of it. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. I'm actually going to be on Catholic TV next Friday. Um, it's 1030 Eastern standard time in the morning um, on this is the day. And so I think Bishop Reed is going to be one of the hosts on, on the show that day where I'm, I'm talking about the book and they're advertising the book. So it feels good to have uh, the Catholic TV network and uh, bishops, really loving this book and promoting it. If you would, uh, when you have a chance after the show, if you could provide us with the link information for that uh, for that show so our, our audience can tune in, we'll definitely get that out to them so they can so they can tune in. Um, so how is how is the book doing? Have you uh, been able to distribute a lot of copies of it? Well, because of my illness, I've, I've, and I'm, I continue to have uh, problems with my health. I'm not really able to market it very well, um, so I really do need to get the the word out there so that others will go on my website, uh, jmjpress.org, and order the book. So it's been a slow start, um, but I think as the word gets out, I think it'll pick up and and do great. Okay, well, we'd like to help in that effort. So here's what I'm going to pledge to you. Um, 
the four-person network, we're going to go ahead and buy ten copies of the book. Thank and, you. And and we will give those ten copies to uh, anyone who uh, requests them. I don't think, Terry, I don't think we're going to have any problem finding uh, people who would like to read this book. Do you? No, I don't think so at all. Uh, um, there's a, a lot of uh, parents that are at a loss on, on how to teach the faith to their children. So what are your what are your next plans? Uh, are are you planning on writing any more, or um, do, do you are are you really just going to kind of take a wait and see attitude and and see where God takes this? Uh, no, I I've been uh, I had worked with another author helping her um, with a book called um, Praying Like a Pirate, An Adventure Before the Blessed Sacrament. And it's for it's a journal for ador- adoration for children, um, grades, kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, so I'm working with her um, on that. And then in addition to that, um, I've been working on a series of art history books with my husband, who actually is an artist. Um, and he's helping me, and we've written one called Michelangelo and the Pope, um, and it teaches children all about art history and and the relationship between Michelangelo and the Pope, and then also about the Sistine Chapel and David and the Pieta, and and about, it shows children where he was baptized and all, all kinds of things like that, so bringing the faith to kids, but also teaching them about art history. So there's, there's several projects that I'm working on. I'm just moving forward in faith as God shows me, you know, what he wants me to do next. And then, you know, that's what I'm doing is moving forward in faith, regardless of my health. Well, I mean, we, you know, we applaud your courage and it certainly is an inspiration when, you know, when we see people and I've known many that, uh, that move forward. Uh, I, I have a, I have an ex, a saying that, that I always go by that there's two kinds of extraordinary people. And the first kind is people who do extraordinary things. And then the second kind is people who do ordinary things against extraordinary difficulty. Those are my two kinds of extraordinary people. So uh, the fact that you, that you're moving forward in your life and that you're even taking the step of, inspiration to share your faith, especially with children. I, I mean, we know that children of today sure need it. Uh, children aren't getting a very good message out there, Terry, are they? This is a, this is a definitely a positive. This is a, a, a candle in the darkness, right? Yes, sir. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, many times, not just in religious education, but an education period, you know, parents are so busy, you know, holding down jobs and trying to provide, and so they trust their education off to uh, to somebody else. And and you know, sometimes it works out, and sometimes it don't. But it's good to have a a tool like the one that, that the sisters providing in the arsenal in order to to uh, study the faith with your kid, you know, with your child. Now, actually, is, uh, I did, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I was ahead, just going to say, I, I, had, I had a little faith story about um, my uh, Mayo Clinic, and I was just wondering if I could, could I 
share with you what happened to me while I was there. Absolutely. Um, so it was during COVID. I didn't even know I was sick. I had, they had, I wasn't breathing very well, went to the emergency room. And the next thing I know, all these pulmonologists and heart doctors are coming down. I had uh, my lung removed, my left, half of my left lung removed. I had a hole in my heart and I had a rip from my heart to my esophagus. And I was in intensive care at Mayo for about, I think, 30 or 34 days. But during that time was COVID because it was a couple of years ago. And um, I had several operations during that that period but I wanted a Catholic priest and they had like 27 Protestant pastors on staff but not any Catholic and they told me because of COVID I could not have a priest in and if I did my husband couldn't come in all day because I could only have one visitor and that was it and um, so a pastor came in to talk to me and he said I understand you want a Catholic priest and we're not able to provide that. So, you know, can I pray with you? And I said, well, of course you can pray with me, but you can't give me the sacraments and I really need the sacraments. And so he said to me, well, I need to know how you worship. And I said, well, how about I just tell you a prayer that I pray every day and then you tell me how I worship. And he said, okay, that sounds good. So I closed my eyes and I said, um, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, enter into every part of who I am and fill me so full of your love and peace that anything that is not of you would be burned away by the fire of your love and flow through me like rivers of living water bursting out of my every pore so that I may share your holy light with the whole world. And whoever I come into contact with, Lord, even if we never speak, I beg you that they can't help but feel how much you love them and that they want to know and love you more. Amen. And he was so surprised by my prayer that he was my biggest advocate. He got me a priest. I had the sacraments. He told every person, every um, pastor that was there um, on staff so they could come in and pray with me and and spend time with me, but he was my biggest advocate, and I was able to get the sacraments, and I was able to have a priest visit me all the time because of him. But wow. isn't it isn't it fun, fun like how God works in mysterious ways? Here I'm in there, I'm having my lung removed, I'm having all this stuff happening to me, and then there's this moment of grace where we're sharing, I'm sharing the faith with him, he's sharing the faith with me. And it's just beautiful to see how God orchestrated that moment where he could see, because it seemed like there was a bit of a prejudice towards me being Catholic, but it all melted away after I told him that one prayer I pray every day. So I just, I, I always think about how in every situation that I'm in, I want to thank God, good or bad, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the Lord. And I, and I want to be grateful. So as I'm getting bad news, and I just did recently with my labs, I I have to stop and just say, thank you, God, and then say help. Because in the same moment, I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. I don't know what to do. But he's in charge, and I'm just placing it in his heart. And um, my uh, JMJ Press and my book is dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Carrie, I know in my heart that you can identify with every single word she's saying, everything she's putting 
putting down. You're you're right there. You you've seen it in your life how how, how God works through unbelievable circumstances and, and and trials. Am I right? Oh yes, sir. And and uh, I'm not as uh, I I don't think I can articulate as beautifully as she did, but uh, um, I've I've had many uh, occasions of grace in 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 a similar fashion. Uh, not too long ago, on the job site, uh, the uh, one of the the testers had no idea what they were doing, and I was getting I was getting angry. And I could tell, I, you know, I, I know myself, uh, so I could tell I was getting angry. So I stepped off to the side, pulled out my rosary, and started praying the rosary. And uh, the superintendent came over there, and he was like, he was like, hey man, are you okay? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have a, I have a problem with uh, anger. And so whenever I feel myself getting angry. I pray the rosary. That's what, that's what keeps me grounded. And he said, wow, well, I might need to start doing the same thing. <laughs> that's I hear amazing. you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Where are Where are you? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought, Terry. I'm sorry. Uh, wherever we go, that's, that's the whole meaning of the four persons apostolate. Wherever we go, whatever we do, uh, in every activity, love God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole strength, and, and your whole uh, soul. With, in every activity, I want people to know that I'm Catholic and that I'm sold out to Jesus Christ. You know, and uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm, I'm the vibe I'm getting from the sister here. Amen. That is the message of the four persons. To love God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul, and your whole strength. Maria, I also noticed in your bio that you are general manager of a Catholic radio station in uh, Massachusetts. Tell us about that. I, well, I used to be. My husband was in grad school, and um, I actually moved out there in faith and uh, didn't have a job. And my husband had showed me this job, and I said, I don't know anything about Catholic radio. And he said, yeah, but you know how to run a nonprofit. So I applied. Well, it turned out I was one of 250 applicants, and I was one of five to be interviewed, and I got the job. And we went live with Cardinal Sean um, at the Cathedral of the Holy Cross, and I ended up running that station while my husband was in grad school. Um, it was a tremendous experience. Uh, it was a blessing. It was a lot of hard work uh, because I was uh, on a very small budget and I had a lot to do. But uh, it it worked out well, and it was a huge blessing for me to share the faith in that way um, as well. So you're no longer affiliated with the station? No. So after grad okay. school, I ended up uh, – my husband – uh, we ended up moving to a place uh, actually in Missouri where he uh, taught at a military academy. And then from there, um, I was asked to take the job at Catholic TV. So I actually worked at Catholic TV for eight and a half years um, until I got sick. 
And I was doing JMJ and the book all at the same time of working for Catholic TV. I was their director of institutional advancement. So I was in charge of all the fundraising and grant writing. Um, And so uh, when I got sick, I kept thinking I'd be able to go back and I wished that I could have, but I just kept having one operation after another and it was never really possible for me to go back to work there, but I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to go back next Friday and see all the employees and uh, be on the show. This is the day with them. Well, I just want to tell you that you have an open invitation uh, to work with us in any way that you would want to, to to help get your message out, to help promote your book or anything that you'd like to do. I I know Terry, you're, you're in full agreement with me on that. I'm sure. Right. Oh, yes, sir. 100%. Um, in fact, because literally, I just got off of work. I'm I'm uh I'm I'm meeting meat today, so I had to pick another form of uh of sacrifice, and so I sacrificed. I said I'm not gonna watch any TV tonight, and so I, I literally just called in uh, while I'm making my dinner, and 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 this is amazing because. <clears throat> You know, John, that I, I've written a book, and my my uh, I just kind of wrote what happened in my life, and mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not uh, palatable uh, to the Christian audience because you know I lived a bad life, and uh, you know so if you know somebody that could help me edit that book and and get it uh, publishable and make it somehow make that gruesome story. It's an awesome story because I became Christian, but the beginning of it is, is kind of uh, kind of bad and it's, it's not palatable for a uh, a Christian audience, that, that first part. So, I mean, if you know uh, somebody that can, can help me get that book uh, um, edited, please reach out and let me know. I can. I will. That sounds good. Yes, ma'am. So, so who did you use to um who did you use to to uh to publish the book and bring it to Because uh, I I'll be honest with you, I'm thinking of writing one myself and uh I, I don't know that much about the process, but who did you use in order to, to help you complete the work? Oh, uh, well actually, uh I am a one-man band. I actually started this publishing company, and hopefully in the future I'll be able to have more people. But for right now and getting the first one out and, of course, all the stuff I told you about my health. But I've actually um, taught myself how to do all these things. And not really, I would say, because God tells me and shows me in the Blessed Sacrament. I'll go before him. I try to go to Mass every day, and I just ask him to order my day to make up for everything I lack. Um, and also if I could just borrow his attributes for the day to accomplish his holy will, nothing more, nothing less and nothing else. And then I, amazing things, you know, and I, I look back and I'm like, wow. So I, um, I had been offered a deal, uh, with a couple of Catholic publishing companies, but, um, for what God was asking me to do, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't what God wanted. And so I ended up hiring uh, editor of one of those Catholic publishing companies uh, and as a consultant. 
and had her look over and make sure everything was correct in the Chicago style formatting. And then I also, uh, you know, did all the, the printing and everything. I contacted one of the biggest uh, printers in the United States that published books for all the major, you know, uh, publishing companies, whether they're Catholic or not, they, they publish, they don't publish, but they print books um, because I needed a specific, my book is hardback and it's hardback, it's Smithsonian. So I had to figure all that stuff out and the printing and the cost and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I sent my uh, book, I asked Bishop Gruse to give, to give the imprimatur and to make sure it was, it was free of error. Um, and he did, but he, because I lived in the Diocese of Phoenix, he then contacted um, Bishop Olmsted at the time, he's retired now, um, and asked him, hey, I'd like to do the imprimatur on this book, but she lives in your diocese. I want to give you the opportunity to do it if that's something you would like. And he read the book, and Bishop Olmsted wanted to grant the imprimatur, so he did. Um, and uh, so it's really been arduous and, uh, you know, a, a learning curve, but yet I just keep going before the blessed sacrament and, and receiving Jesus in the Eucharist and saying, help me. You're the one who put this on my heart. You're the one who asked me to do this. Now you got to show me how to do it and then mm. move forward. And that's what I've been doing. And it reminds me of our lady when she says at the wedding feast at Cana, do whatever he tells you to do. And I feel like that's my life. I, I ask God and our lady to teach me directly and they do. Um, yeah. And so I think also suffering, I think going before the Blessed Sacrament, I think receiving the sacrament of um, the Eucharist daily, which I try, uh, as my health allows, and frequent um, going to the sacrament of, of uh, penance. I think all those things really open you up so that you can hear the word of God and hear what he wants you to do and move forward on it. Wow. Terry, again, going back to you, she's talking about the value of the Eucharist, the value of the sacrament of penance, and, and, and the value, redemptive value of suffering. Boy, she's, she's singing from your songbook, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just sitting here amazed at it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, almost every show, this is, you know, these are the same points that I be continually stressing, you know, Um Especially the sacrament of penance. That's uh, one of the things that uh, I, I, you know, I I, uh, I dwell on quite a bit in our shows. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really marvelous. Again, I wanted to let our audience know, anyone who might be listening, and if you want to call in, our guest is Maria Bain of JMJ Press, and she's talking about her book, The Glory of God, and so. The four persons apostolate is going to purchase 20 copies of this, uh, I'm sorry, 10 copies of this book, and we will distribute them to the first 10 people who ask for them, okay? So uh, you can email us at email at the fourpersons.com, or if you want to call in tonight, the number is 515-602-9655. Again, 515-602-9655. And, uh, Maria, our story is kind of similar. We, you know, we kicked off this, this show in 
March, uh, after I, I left an apostolate that I'd been with for 14 years, and uh, I, I'm not going to go into any details, but they went in directions that I couldn't agree with, and, and uh, I'm going to leave it at that. But we started in March. Well, we've already had we've already had eight top fifteen, uh, eight top ten shows, eight top ten shows, Terry, since March. And uh, one that's of those amazing. Shows all, yeah, one of those shows went all the way to number one. And today, Terry, one of our hosts, one of our radio hosts, William Hemsworth, appeared on EWTN. On the Al Cresta show, and he and he and he gave us a plug on EWTN. That's just since March, Jerry. That's I mean, that that's God. You got to believe that's God working, right? Amen. So it's uh, it just echoes what you're saying, Maria. Um, that you know when you when you're willing to step out in faith and 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 take it on the chin if you have to. But you're willing to step out in faith. It, it, there's no limit to what God can accomplish. I think you're right. I think one of one of my uh, heroes is Mother Angelica, because I feel mm. like I'm I'm I have the same kind of mindset when she ordered the um, satellite and she didn't know how to pay for it, and then she kept waiting and waiting and waiting and it got to the last second and she was praying in the chapel and and god provided and she moved forward in faith and so i'm always asking her to pray for me um because you know one of the things that our lord was showing me when i was doing this is that he wanted me to send a a free book to every single catholic elementary school in the united states and um, a free book to every director of religious education in the United States. And that's a little shy of 20,000 uh, books. And of course, you know, I'm doing this on my own. Um, so, you know, all the cost of printing and everything is on my husband and I. And so that's quite a big thing because each box for the 20,000 is $2 and that's at cost. And then the minimum amount of shipping would be $5.50 for media mail and perhaps more, depending on where it is from Chicago, because my um, distribution center is in Chicago. So anyway, I did. I did it. I sent it out. And my family thought, that's crazy. Why are you doing that? And how are you going to do that? And I was like, well, Lord asked me to, and everything I have is God's. And so if he wants it all back, I'm giving it back, you know, and I don't, I don't know what else to say but that. It's like, you know, and so I sent that out and I've I've started uh to have principals and directors of religious education call me and thank me and let me know how how much they love the book. And then in turn as they get a hold of me, I'm asking them, can you help me get the word out about our website, jmjpress.org, because uh I really don't have a marketing budget and uh I need help in spreading this beautiful book. So hopefully they will. (laughs) Well, like I said, I am um, here. I'm offering, you know, you a uh, a forum here. Anytime you want to come on, if you want to bring, you want to bring your husband on, um, you know, to promote this book. And and, in fact, um, if you'd like, we can even make like a, like a spot, like a commercial. Uh, Me and. That would be great. Me and Terry have some uh, some editing uh, talents. He's 
he's actually more talented than I am. But we we have some <laughs> talents and abilities, and uh, we could put it put together a pretty nice sound of spot for it, don't you think? Oh, that oh, would be yeah. wonderful. Thank you. So uh, I think we'll 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 do that, and um, I, I'm just so inspired by your story because most people that I know <laughs> would have said, "Lord, you want me to do what?" <laughs> And that would have been their reaction, but I mean, it's just that uh, it's that that faith like Mary, that faith like Joseph, the 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 impossible. Um, the 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 old saying is, "Lord doesn't the Lord doesn't choose the equipped; He equips the chosen." That's for sure. That really is for sure. Do you mind? Can I tell you another story that proves your point? What Absolutely. You just said? Love okay, to hear so it. The first. So the first thing. Um, when I was in my 20s, I started a nonprofit organization, and it needed funding. And I, I heard about this grant that was available in my diocese. So the grant was for $33,000. It was an orphanage that had closed up, and they had money from it, and then they used it to help children. Um, and so in my 20s, I was told about this. So I went before the Blessed Sacrament, and I was writing the grant. So it gets to be the mission and I was asking God what he wanted the mission to be but I heard him say to me I want you to be a living ciborium and I said okay I wrote down the word I know I had heard it in my upbringing but I still didn't know what he meant so I went home looked it up and I was like wow okay you want me not only to hold you but you want me to distribute you to others but that's not even the next part of it. So the next part of it is it came to the part where you were supposed to ask for the amount. And I only had two weeks to turn this in and I'd never done it before. So the Lord told me to wait. They were going to tell me the amount. And I thought, okay, well, it got down to the last minute and they made this big announcement that they had changed the amount from 30 some odd thousand to $250,000. Oh. Um, and so I, I wrote that down, $250,000. Well, I had started a nonprofit organization that helped women and men who had gone through an abortion for healing. Um, and so I argued in my grant that how are we going to stop abortion if you don't heal the parents that are having abortions, that they, they need help, that somebody in their family just died. It's secretive. Nobody brings you a casserole. You don't grieve. You are supposed to move on somebody's died and and you also figure out in these retreats that a, that a lot of the people are have been sexually abused and all like there's all these undercurrent things that are happening within this well I argued this grant before this uh committee and the bishop and they deliberated and they gave me the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to continue that program and but what was really interesting is that I then, after that, because, again, I was in my 20s, and I said to God, wow, that's great, but maybe I should take a, a class on grant writing. So I took this class. I audited a class at the University of Iowa in grant writing, and everything they taught me in that class is what the Lord taught me um, before the Blessed Sacrament. Uh -oh. And so I thought, wow. So then from there... Um, the other thing that was kind of a miracle in my life is that when I had started the Rachel's Vineyard retreats in the state of Iowa, I had um, asked to go on the retreat. 
And the, the people said, it's all full. You can't come on the retreat. And I said, I'll sleep on the floor. I don't care. I'm, I'm meant to be there. So they took pity on me and let me go. Well, when I went through the retreat, I left there. My The middle of my hands were burning. The middle of my feet were burning. And my lips were burning for three days. And I brought this retreat to the state of Iowa because no one was doing it in Iowa at that time. Well, the founder, Dr. Teresa Burke, uh, she came to Iowa and met me and said, how did you do this? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, how did you do this? It takes people three years to develop this program. How in the world did you do it and get it up and running and have a retreat in three months? And I said, well, I prayed before the Blessed Sacrament, and he gave me a blueprint, and I followed it. So she said, okay, I want to hire you as a Midwest regional coordinator. She invited me to be a speaker at a conference with people from 40, I want to say 48 states and 12 countries, and I taught them how to effectively start a start this in their in their country or their state. And then all the leaders that all the people who went on my first Rachel's Vineyard retreat that I offered, they ended up being like lobbyists and running um like women's choice center where they help women that are in crisis pregnancies and like but look at the beauty of God how he takes this person who uh, by the way I have a college I don't have a college education my husband has a million degrees but I have a high school degree um and that's why I always say like I always pray and ask our lord and our lady to teach me directly whatever you want me to do just show me how to do it and I'll do it and uh that's really been my life and I've seen so many countless miracles happen um, from adoration and just spending time before the Blessed Sacrament. Just an amazing story, right, Terry? I mean, it's... so I, I just want to say any any help, any advice that you can give us. So we we've been seeking on how to get grants and things like that. We're we're trying to grow as a we are officially a 501c3. Uh, and Terry's involved with other 501c3. So, uh, any information that you can pass on to us in, in terms of what you've you've learned, and uh, all all that we can ask you is the next time you go before the Blessed Sacrament, include us in your prayers, if you would. I will, Amen. and you know, I, I will. The one thing that um, I try to make it to daily mass, and one of the things I always pray at the consecration for anyone who's ever asked me to pray for them or anyone who will. So by you asking me that, you've already been included in every single mass uh, at the consecration. You, you're, you've already been in there, you know, because I said any anyone that ever has or ever will. And I know that I always say to God, I know there's no time with you. You know, we're all before you all the time in this moment, you know, but there's, so I, I always pray like that, that it, it I can change through my prayer, or I can, through my suffering, be there with him um, in the agony of the garden. Because as I'm suffering with my my stuff, I'm giving it to him and saying, look, I just want to keep you company. And whatever little bit I have, could you make up for what I lack in my suffering and, and disperse it however you wish? That's what I hope. Hmm. Maria, I'm just... Oh. I'm just blown away by your courage and by your story and uh, just everything about you and your ministry is just uh, inspiring us so much. 
Uh, I want you to make me a promise. Next time you come back on our show, I want you to bring your husband with you. He, I, I can't promise you because we're total opposites. He doesn't like being on TV or radio or anything, and I'll ask him, and he'll say no. <laughs> so mm. I, I'm sorry. I can't I can't make up his mind for him. I can ask, well, but I know he's going to say no. It's we'll just not Holy, his thing. We'll let the Holy Spirit he, nudge him where that goes. Well, I just want to tell you a little bit about him. He's British. He is um, very private. Um, he is one of nine uh, boys. And I'm one of 13. So we have nine girls and four boys in my family. He has nine boys. And we actually met at a Catholic conference. It was a Vatican Catholic conference. And he knew I prayed the rosary every night. And he said to me, he actually really opened up to me. And at that time, I didn't know how special that was because I didn't know that British people were very (laughs) private. So Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, you know, everybody opens up to me. But anyway, He knew I prayed the rosary every night. And when we left the conference, he gave me this list. And he said, when you pray the rosary every night, will you please ask Our Lady to help me find this person for a wife? And I said, sure, of course I will. So I went home and every, I went back to the Midwest. He went back to England. And um, I prayed every night and I would out say those, you know, qualities out loud and ask Our Lady to help him. And it was so funny because like, a month after, I was like, that's weird. I have all those qualities. But I still, it didn't really register. And he ended up moving um, to the United States, to the Midwest, to finish his college education to be near me, um, which I didn't know. I thought he just wanted a college education. And then we got married a couple of years later. And now we've been married, well, we've been, gosh, I think it's going on 17 years. Amen. So, <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but I, I, you can pray that he'll say yes and come on the show, but he's very private and he doesn't generally like to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, Maria, I will be in touch with you after the show to arrange for us to, to have the book sent. And again, okay. we're going to offer those books to the first 10 people. All they have to do is ask. You ask us, and and we'll we'll get you a, a free copy of the book. The book is called The Glory of God. The author is Maria Bain of G, uh, JMJ Press. And uh, Carrie, would you would you uh, give, give, end us with a with a closing prayer? I sure will. In the name of Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel. Defend us in battle. My mind just went blank. I'm sorry. Be our protection protection. against the wickedness. And snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the one of souls. Amen. 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 And amen. Well, God bless you. Maria, your story was so inspiring. We're so glad uh, to have you on. And, and I'm glad you called in, too, Terry. Thank yeah, you so much. Too. It was nice to meet oh. you both. Hey, man, I'm glad I called in. It was a hard day at work, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I've, had a, I've, had a, I've had a week like that, so I, I totally sympathize, brother. I, I'm, I'm with you. So, um God bless. And what we'll do is I'm going to reach out to you about ordering the books and uh, – why don't we uh, 
plan on uh, circling back in a, in a couple of weeks and see how things are going. Would that be okay with you? That, that sounds great. God bless you both. God bless. Amen. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.